0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome ladies to the spirit and Spear and Steiner podcast. Spear right here with
1: Spears. Spear. How y'all feel out there? Uh, Red Butler here. Yeah. Good evening, Bartholomew Carrington. III. ten dollars, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? Game time. Jim Bug Space. Can't get. Red Foots, slave name. Here we go again. Cause could I, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga right me, daddy. I know you gonna <laughs> dig this. Conversation. Can you feel it, baby? And that's how I get up. 6:35 in the morning. Crack the dawn and wipe the cold out my eyes. See who's dispageing me and why. It's my nigga uh, from the barbershop. You know who that was? No. <laughs> Figgy. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, on the plane ride over, I watched the documentary Notorious. Great documentary. Uh, if you're a hip-hop fan, if you're an East Coast nigga, if you're a biggie, 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 boo, uh great fucking documentary, man. I just thought I'd do that in there.
0: I know, but when you did the Notorious, yeah. Uh, did you listen to Duran Duran when you were a kid, too? Yeah. You did? Duran Duran?
1: Yeah. All right why you ask
0: I just don't see you as a Duran Duran guy come on
1: man that's 80s nigga you know I'm the most versatile well rounded <laughs> non racially uh motherfucker man when it comes to that type of shit I, I you know I stay on them crackers nigga I infiltrate their <laughs> system by eating they fucking bland food fucking they stringy haired white women and knowing they fucking music No good that's how you know the enemy nigga you gotta, you gotta know they shit to to get to him. Did I just smell another character? No, that was, but no, not really. That was always the yeah, I know, but right then, into the camera, brother. The militant of the, you know, the racially charged nigga, which I never really gave him a voice. That's what I'm saying, right? Um, but you know, at some point, yeah,
0: he's he, his name is unknown because he's he's hiding the, the from, fucking from the government.
1: Yeah, yeah, brother, this is unknown, brother. You don't worry about who the fuck I be. Just know I be watching them crackers, nigga. You know, they got Santa Claus. I'm like Santa Claus. I know when you sleeping. I know when you've been bad or good. And I'm fucking coming down your chimney. I'm going to take your cookies and your milk. I might even take that white female milk. But I ain't leaving shit. No evidence, no prints. Who the fuck been in my house? The unknown. Okay. (laughs) We're in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis, East St. Louis. We're wow. in St. Louis or we is in St. Louis? We is in St. Louis. Andy and I went to the uh, local around the corner uh, newsstand store. Uh, we walked in and uh black lady, ghetto bitch, said, uh, is you a comedian? I said, no, I is not. I started to be like, would I have been an asshole, guys, if I would have said, ma'am, it's it's are you a comedian? That's the proper way to say that, not is you. Would I have been an asshole if I would have been my mother and corrected her?
0: I don't know. She was just, she, she started off with such joyousness coming towards you. And I fucking straight grinched it. Yeah, you did that's that was the that's the only thing that I feel you know i felt bad for for that moment right, but i'm gonna ask you this though yes were you was it that she annoyed you because were you angry or were you did you feel annoyed that that's
1: your representation i be angry uh because it was it was the rep- it, listen man i you know and I, I recognize that we as a people, uh, black people, we have it hard enough in this country dealing with the things that we have to deal with. Uh, that sometimes we feel like we we shouldn't get it from our own. But then again, why shouldn't we get it from our own? If the goal is to be better, if the goal is to evolve into better, then we sh- it's it, it better to get it from our own than knees cracker motherfuckers. Um... Yeah, bro, mom, again. I, I listen, I'm not the most educated motherfucker on the planet, on the planet. I'm not the smartest motherfucker in the room. Uh certainly there are those that are brighter than I. Uh an Eric Dyson or a Cornell West. Uh but you know, I, I I didn't come from the very bottom of the barrel either. Uh and like I said, mom, jazz blues singer made me read. Uh did her best to make sure that I was articulate uh intelligent and and spoke in such a manner that was deserving of a pinky up when i drink my tea uh and i just you know with the stereotypes that exist about us it just bothers me sometimes that somewhere in that cycle someone is not helping them to be better uh, so I just get a little annoyed sometimes. But white—I folk- love my people, man. I love my people, man. But white folks out here talk like that too. Yeah, but again, we don't want to get—I don't want to get into a deep conversation about race because that's not what this is about. But the, the stigma is not the same with for y'all as it is for us. Okay. So that's that's all. I'm. Daddy means well. You know, I mean well. It was just some harsh punishment. Yes, and I don't even think she caught it because. I gave it back to her the way she gave it to me. So I'm sure that sounded quite normal to her. Uh, you know what I mean? No.
0: I, 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 I get what you're saying, but
1: no. That's okay. Um, but yeah, man, St. Louis, uh, big shout out to y'all, man. The shows especially, uh, both shows Saturday were phenomenal. The first one was electric. I mean, it it was that kind of laughter where when you hear it, you feel it. It goes to your body. And uh, when it's like that, it is so much fun. But when it's like the show that was on Thursday where a nigga had to be thrown out and he was so ignorant and so ghetto, he actually pulled a gun outside the showroom and was threatening to shoot motherfuckers. Uh, and, you know, his his whole thing, long story short, I get on stage, and everything I say, this nigga had to chime in. Like everything I said, this nigga had a, had a joke to tell. And I, I want to say this to any people listening: if you if you are like this guy,
0: if you study comedy,
1: yeah, I. Spent, but every as he was being thrown out, he kept saying to me, "But man, you my favorite comedian. I studied comedy. Well, nigga, like Andy told me, if I'm the professor, you're failing, uh, because if you study comedy." And if you are a fan of the art form, then you respect the art form, which means that if you are a funny person, if you have a funny bone in your body, if you love, if you're the funniest guy in your family, amongst your friends, your peers, at the cookout, at the reunion, at school, wherever, if you want to test your mettle, do the right thing. Come up with material, go to your open mic night, and that is your opportunity don't i don't know where someone would think that the key to them being funny is to try to be funny during my show
0: because i told you what, what his his intentions were his inner intentions were that he would you would
1: go dude you are funny man. yes you know what that's like you got to those people like that you have a fantasy in your head that you've worked out and you envisioned it you've practiced it you've been in the mirror and you say to yourself man this is my favorite comedian which means that because he's my favorite comedian and I'm part funny and he funny and his style is like my style. That means when I go disrupt his show by yelling out every other second, when he says something, he going to be like, yo, this nigga funny. Yo man, where have you been? I've been doing this 31 years. Where have you been, nigga? TV specials. You are the missing link. You're it. And, and every time I say something and you disrupt my flow and my show to chime in with your shit that's unprepared, unrehearsed and off the cuff, nigga, we, you, you are bringing me to another level of my professionalism, of my comic craft. Nigga, uh-huh. the, the light, the heavens, the clouds have parted, <laughs> the light, this is it. Stop it. We don't need you. You've never been there from day one. This is a solo sport. Come to the show and shut the fuck up.
0: Enjoy the show. Don't become the show. Don't
1: become the show. And and listen, if the comedian wants to engage with you, trust me, they're doing it because they know what they're doing. And they figured out already how to use you to make the show work for their advantage. Not saying to humiliate you or, or hurt you. And sometimes, yeah, it might be to fuck with you a little bit, depending on what you're wearing or, you know, the way you look. But that's part of it, too. But he's in control. Let the comic dictate that. Not you. It's almost like if I'm driving and you're in the passenger seat or the back seat, I'm going to take us where we need to go. I don't need to be going. I'm about to jump on the freeway and you grab the wheel from behind me and go, nah, nigga, this way. Now we have chaos and anarchy, mayhem, and someone ends up in the hospital.
0: Not, not to take you away from your role yes. right now, but you said like what you're wearing. Do you mm-hmm. have a greatest moment of you or any comic that you've ever seen who got someone in the audience for what they're wearing? Too many to tell. Too many to tell. No, I got a number one. Really? What? Martin Lawrence with Big Bird. When he pulled that.
1: Oh, on Def Jam.
0: Def Jam. When he pulled her out of the audience and brought
1: her up. Yeah. And Big Bird.
0: That was a moment because I didn't even see, you didn't see it coming. It was just, he just, he saw it. He saved that up for that perfect moment. And again, to what you're saying, he didn't draw attention to it. He didn't do anything until he was ready. Yes. To do that, get
1: that moment. And he put it together. Yes. Let him do that. These are professionals. We know what we're doing. Like me and we could be on stage and I've already scoured the crowd. And in my mind, I'm going, all right, the big fat bitch at three o'clock with that loud ass aluminum outfit on. All right. I'm going to use her, but I got to wait till the time is right. So the whole time I'm doing my set, talking, 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 in the back of my mind, I'm going, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And when it all ends up and folds right in the universe and the stars align Use it. And then when you use it at that perfect time, got you. Prior to me using her, you had no idea I was going to use her. I knew. But I can't let you know that I know until it's time for me to let you know. It's all part of the mastery. So we know what we doing. We know what we doing. And and this nigga kept saying to me, and I love how they say to you, man, you're my favorite comedian. But nigga, I love you. Like Patrice said, love me less. I'd rather you love me less and, and be able to be dealt with properly and etiquette. Then you love me so much, but you're out of control. Love me less. they going to hurt my feelings if you don't, you know, if you love me less. But damn, ooh, that nigga was distraught. Yeah, none of it's personal either, by the way. None of it. None of it. I told you the best example I could give, and then I'll move on. A comedian in an audience is like a man and a woman having sex. It's our job to make the audience come, laugh. And in order to do that, your stroke game got to be right. So while we telling jokes, we in a rhythm, we stroking, our hips is moving, we in and out, we side to side. And the moment I'm getting ready to make that audience come, the minute you keep yelling out and you keep disrupting, you are fucking with my stroke. You are fucking with my rhythm. It's like you are kicking me literally out the pussy to tell me some stupid shit. Nigga, guess what I did today? Nigga, I'm fucking. My dick's hard. I'm in some pussy. This bitch is moaning. Uh, uh, uh. She's about to come, and you're kicking me out of the pussy. You're fucking up my stroke. So don't fuck with our strokes, man. When our dicks is in the pussy, man, let us let us fuck, man. Let us finish. Don't fuck with our strokes.
0: <laughs> but, dude, that was Thursday. But Friday shows, you didn't it say. Spectacular. Friday. Friday
1: shows were good, too. Yes. Really good. And then, yes. but Saturday. Yes, Saturday was a monster. I'm scared about tonight, Sunday. No, it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be good. I think Sunday going to feel like Thursday.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: It's the bookends. It's yeah, only proper.
0: I don't think anything's going to feel like Thursday.
1: Unless right. Dude comes back. If he comes back, I'm not going on. And nigga had a gun. Fuck that. Over jokes. I mean, click, clack. Over jokes. Um, that's, you, a, that's a whole different meaning that you better be funny. Oh, nigga, that is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's doo-doo pants time, <laughs> nigga. Uh, um, um, before uh, we were in uh, for New Year's Eve, Florida, Miami, and you stayed out there. Just a couple extra days, Just a couple yeah. days, and you said you uh, went to South Beach. You enjoyed that, yeah. You said you went to the Versace Mansion. I went to the Versace Mansion, which, which is a
0: hotel. It's it's kind of like I think like more of a bed and breakfast. I'm not sure because I didn't stay there. What I, what it was was a thousand dollars a night. So wow! I, I didn't know. I, I saw sometimes sometimes during the month it looked like it went down to eight hundred, but most of the time it was like a uh, thousand to twelve hundred. I bet a night.
1: You all the bed sheets smelled like Armenian men. <laughs> I, 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 I. Them Armenian niggas love them. Them Armenian and, and, and Middle Eastern niggas and niggas, let me be real. Hard, ghetto niggas love them loud ass Versace shirts, which are atrocious to me.
0: Now, some of them are cool, man. Nah, man. Dude, that Medusa logo is the logo. I mean, how yeah, no one else used them, that logo, th- I don't know. Them
1: nigga, them loud gold colored, gold and cream patterns like like really loud niggas like Floyd Mayweather type niggas and Armenian dudes with slick black hair slicked back black hair and and chest hair and the the, the chest exposed and black shoes with no socks hitting the whole bottle of cologne
0: yeah, It's that it's usually that Bijon it's Bijon cologne yeah it, it has that, that that's a that's a smell but i was thinking too
1: i smell like women don't have choice with me <laughs> That is the fragrance and the arrogance that we have when we wear the Versace shirts with the buttons down to the navel and the chest hair is black, oily, and Greek or fucking Armenian, and we got slick back black hair. We smell like females don't have say and matter.
0: There was a dude walking down the street, but he was uh, severely overweight. Yeah. But his shirt was unbuttoned. Yeah, just walk. You can't in. tell them
1: niggas they not sexy, dude. I just I wish I could be that comfortable with my body. If I look like I, that, I, I look like I do, and but, I would never but, do that. But it's an arrogance from having money. That's what that is. That's I have it. so much. I have twenty million dollars on pinketing. <laughs> when I slap woman, she gets wealthy. How could you not want to suck this cock? Come, I have my drawer, underwear is made of dollars. Oh, man, I, I. My balls smell like all the dead presidents. There was some, there was a, a um,
0: an Instagram model. I don't know if it was an Instagram model, but it looked like she wanted to be an Instagram model. Nothing else, and she was wearing her two thousand one Versace jumpsuit, like yeah, like man, uh, that,
1: that Versace shit. I get it; it's expensive, but sometimes to me, expensive looks gaudy. Does not look good to me. I don't care how much it it costs. I, I think if you're wearing something,
0: like if you were wearing jeans or something, just very clean pants, wise, simple shoes, and then you put that fucking that Versace shirt on, that doesn't bother me because you don't think it's, it's, it's too a, loud. It's all in one place. No, because it, because of, of of what it is. But I like I, I, as long as if if you're wearing head to toe Versace and you got the whole thing, the all the color. That's a lot. But one piece, one shirt. No, that's fine
1: to me. Our shirts are like Project Black Women. They're loud. They're like Project. (laughs) Black women that ride the bus with 14 children with no fathers. They're just loud and aggressive. All right, But you've never been there? They have a restaurant there? I've seen it. I've I've gone by it, but I've never ventured in.
0: I can't imagine, though, spending $1,200 for a room for the night. When Versace just got to walk around that place, the whole place—that was his place. Yeah, he's paying twelve hundred dollars to sample, like, like, like an ice, like if you went to an ice cream place and they gave you a sample right. on that spoon, that's what your twelve hundred dollars is buying. It was a sample of his of, of, of how he lived. <sighs> now, I, I I don't get it, but it, it, the lunch there wasn't bad. The dinner's supposed to be better, but lunch was okay.
1: Okay, a um, couple things we want to talk about. Uh, we we teased you with it on uh, the Miami episode. We were in Miami New Year's uh, about the Action Park documentary. But before we get into that, uh, I want to go. You kept telling me about um, Halloween, man. Uh, and I kept going, Yeah, oh, I got download it downloaded. I got that. I finally downloaded Halloween, the latest one. I liked it. Yeah, it
0: wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't. I thought it was great. You know, it it's, goes all the way back and you get another story. Right,
1: but it's the same story yeah here's here's my only complaint, and this is where my man card may have to be in question but but this is listen, you know, I love all the criteria to man food, but the one thing, no matter what it is I I, I, I can't take um I thought it was too brutal man the kids really like Mike Myers, what was great about Mike Myers? Which was scary about Mike Myers was the simplicity of it. From the music, which and before I make my point, let me just say, hands down, the simplicity. That doo do. Doo 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 doo. It's the scariest shit ever. Because it's something about I don't know what it is, it's something about when it's night and it's the street looks deserted and you just when they put Michael Myers in the distance somewhere like a creep staring at a bunch of teenage girls like and you just see him in that distance nothing but him Dark Street dude 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 that scares me dude it, and, 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 and and when it came to his kills a butcher knife you stab you up maybe slit your throat that was enough. It feels like now, because it's 2022 and we're, we're you know, we're so advanced, the kills got to be over the top too much. Well, because the
0: storyline's the same. So what can you do to make to to differentiate it?
1: I don't know, but 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 I, I say don't fuck with the formula.
0: They're not. They're just killing him a little bit. They're making the kills a little bit more exciting because that's.
1: You don't need to do that. That's not who Mike Myers was. It feels like they're changing him to match these times. Everything has to be more, bigger, badder, faster, louder. That's what they're doing. There was nothing, anything wrong with Mike. Keep it simple. If anything, let that be a test to how creative you can be. Writing wise.
0: I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm. That's why it's like this. Dude, if you, uh, as a kid, if uh, the ice cream man had that, song, that theme playing, would you get ice cream from that ice cream truck?
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> nah. Wouldn't that be the case? An, an ice cream is supposed to be a comforting, friendly, childish treat. A wonderful treat. Everybody would stop what they were doing. Jesus. <laughs> you just heard that. What if the ice cream man came at night, <laughs> With that. And that was the music. Oh, man. And you never saw the ice cream man's face. He just hid in the truck. And you'd tell him what you want, and his hand would just come out. But you'd hear that breathy yeah. Michael Myers under the mask breathing. Can, can I have a, a an ice cream? What do you call that? Napoleon, the ice cream sandwich with the three oh, yeah, flavors, yeah, yeah, yeah. chocolate, vanilla. Napoleon, as a Neapolitan, Neapolitan, like that. Yeah, yeah. Can I have the, the the short historic man ice cream sandwich? <laughs> Neapolitan, that's what it is. Can I have the Neapolitan ice cream sandwich? <sighs> give me, give me the doodads. I can't do it. Or can you just go doodit, just do that. While wow, your it. rhythm as a yeah, white that. guy, no, no, is that I can't, terrible? I can't, I can't
0: do it. I just can't do it. What the, can't you do? That sound, I did it. Did it? Did it? Just keep doing but it that. Doesn't just go. Did it? No, know? no,
1: no. It does. What's throwing you off is the breathing. Okay, it's, it's the breathing and the did it. The timing is your white guy is totally fucked up. Okay. Did it? Did it? Did it. Is that not the creepiest shit ever? Yeah, no, I I think it would just be.
0: I, I, that's what should come around your neighborhood though on Halloween at least. I say come at night, nigga.
1: On Halloween, just before it's time for kids to go to bed. And it's an old
0: ambulance, but it says ice cream,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I liked it, man. I, I thought it was great. It, you know, it was weird seeing Mike McDonald in that.
0: Yeah. See now, when you when you get into that part, that part was weird because people were There, there was there was some anger from the LBGT community right. about that scene. Right. And I thought it was a honest scene. What is, what is, because they, because Mike Myers killed a gay couple. Mike Myers has killed everybody from yeah, the day forward. Yeah, yeah, Well, well it's like, yeah, your turn. Well, if you didn't kill the gay couple, now there are, are they being, I, I'm, I'm not being funny when I say this. If you're in a Michael Myers Halloween movie and you're right. a couple and you're in the scene and they don't kill you, Yes. What, 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 what would that be? Right. That, 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 is, that is the most acceptance you can have, is to be killed
1: in the Michael Meyer Halloween movie. Now, let me ask you this, though. Would it have been an insulting thing or a thing of they're really acknowledging us as equals as a gay couple being killed? Would it have been insulting if, like, let's say one of the kills to the gay dudes was to butcher knife in his ass as he's bent over?
0: yeah I think that, I think that they might have had something to complain about that <laughs> okay. yeah, but, but but to your point to your point which was funny <laughs> they didn't do that right, right? It's, it's not like Michael Meyer came in there with the dildo and just started beating them to death that's funny too
1: That's funny too
0: <laughs> he but it was just authentic Michael Myers and they included a gay couple which to me is is, is that means I'm not, I'm not saying it, it means acceptance. This is an acceptable. Let me tell you couple. something.
1: I I don't know that if I'm gay, I'm upset with being killed with a dildo. <laughs> and, and are you talking about matching bigger, better times, being ahead with the times? If I'm gay and I'm killed where I'm bent over the stairs and the dildo is jammed in my ass and I'm dead from overjamage, <laughs> that almost is a compliment. No. I don't think that
0: Michael Myers would be keeping up on your sexuality as a couple to come in and go. Oh, you know what? Let me go get my dodo collection <laughs> so I can wipe these guys out. And, and again, again,
1: they didn't do that. They but killed. But if they it. did, that's not. That's almost an homage. That's to again. homosexuality. Like, welcome to the team, guys. There, there's your, there's your
0: moment in one of those scream. Uh, uh, the, the, not the like, not scream when they do the parody of it. Right. That's what you should do. You should do your parody. Okay, and then you could say, and then you, you could even put on there explicit. We wanted to do this, right? Because in Halloween, it wasn't acceptable the way that they were killed, so we're right. going to kill them this way,
1: right? What? If, you know, Mike Myers doesn't talk, but what if he's stabbing a guy with the dildo in the ass, and at one point he stops, he, he pulls it out, and he looks at it, he goes.
0: It's got doo-doo on it. There, there's your... there. <laughs> you can do your... you your doo 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 Doo-doo.
1: <laughs> doo-doo. doo doo <laughs> See,
0: I can't do that. I don't have... That part. Th- I don't have the... T- I don't have... um. What is it? I'm tone deaf. Right. All right. I've got everything, dude. I
1: should... Just- uh, yeah, Mike, 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 McDonald. It was weird to see him because uh, I just, you know, knowing having him work with him... Uh, what do you think of his acting?
0: I thought it was fine for that, for yeah. what
1: that was. That's
0: you know, I I I honestly the whole the whole setup of the movie. I mean, it was a better mouse trap for what they did, but it was still it was still it was still a Halloween movie. It was exactly what you're supposed to get from a Halloween movie. There is no they try to fool you, you know they're trying to fool you, you go through the whole movie, but right. at the end, when he's like he's never can be killed. Never can be killed. He's going to come back no matter what.
1: Last question, and then that's what I wanted to know: Did they leave it open for yet some more? Yeah, it's always open for more because if he can't die, like he literally, when, when they ganged up on him, they couldn't kill him. So he's officially indestructible, undead,
0: not possible to kill. Do so is he human? Well, can they? Uh, you know what? The, the only way that they can come back now, I think, is that they dismember him. And then they'd have to put pieces in separate places so that right. it could never come back together. Right. And then then the story would be someone gets wants to put him back together to see if he could come alive, and then they put him back together. And, then and that's twice when it starts getting silly. Well, it's like it's not silly now. Well. <sighs> no. <laughs> <sighs> That's why I disagree with you about the gore because these movies are made for the gore. That's that's the only reason. you know what's going to happen in every one of these. All right. It was good to see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back in in, in <coughs> uh, you know it's always fun to see her. It, it's funny to see her act in that movie because right. she still has to you know she's one probably one of the most believable people that when she's acting in it like she actually brings the, the back from her well, original she, time. She
1: she has officially become the. I'm trying to think of a comparison where you you can't have one without the other nemesis. Yeah. She's his nemesis. Right. They, they're they're, they're peanut butter and jelly. They go together.
0: Well, then they said it wasn't in the movie. Didn't they say he didn't come back for her? He was coming back to the house. He wanted to go back to the house. (laughs) He wanted to go back home. Wanted to go back home. And he
1: had a couple of queers in here. A couple of queers in his house. See,
0: see, but I, I see, I really like that you're doing this and that you're playing that side up because right. to me, that's funny because it's exactly what they didn't do in the movie. And again, as I have said, right. and they still and, and the, the community complained. Man, nobody's happy. So I, I don't get how that, you know, if, if he would have just ran out going and he would have been like, you know, like, like the, the stereotype flamboyantly gay can't take they they've, They fought back. They did everything yeah, they're supposed yeah, to
1: do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't play. And here's the thing. This was so crazy. What you just said, they didn't play it. It's raining, man. Over the top, flamboyant. But even if they did, they don't exist. That's not real. No, I, I, those I, the gay, flamboyant, over the top men exist. So it would be one of those. You're gonna complain either way, right? If if they play it respectfully, you got a gripe. If they play it stereotypically, over the top, which is a reality. You're gonna complain. Nobody's happy. But see, and, and oh,
0: fuck I, I know that this is going to go. I I'm, anytime you take a minority a group in any in any situation, there's always gonna be complaints. And I don't even think it has to be a minority group, but anytime, especially when it's being produced by someone who's not part of that mi- minority, right. they're gonna it's gonna there's gonna get complaints. Because then I go back to our last episode with Sesame Street. Right? right and then we had Roosevelt Franklin yeah and there was still because you can't make everyone in that group happy right and that that's just where we are so you got you got to take it for what it's worth and you can't you gotta go if you're not trying to offend anybody and you're doing what you feel is right uh in any form I, and then you have to move forward in that I, I
1: don't think that you can actually try to appease everyone it's amazing when you don't have it you complain to be heard and then once you get it Complain because you want to be heard. It's ridiculous. All right. Something else that, that uh I want to say real quick. Uh, people have been writing into us a couple of times saying, yo, y'all gotta check out this Showtime series, Yellow Jackets. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, I downloaded the whole first season. I'm out. I watched the first two episodes, I'm out. I don't know if you know what it's about. I don't know if you checked it out. Long story short, uh this. All-female girls soccer team, uh, they're in the finals of the nationals. They have to fly to where they're going to go for the big game. Their plane goes down. They're trapped in this mountainous, cold, winter-like area. I I don't know if it was for 19 years or 19 months. One or the other. Eventually, they get rescued. And I think it was whatever it is. But now they're grown women but they cut back to obviously what they experienced in these woods in this cold. And in the first, uh, 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 pilot episode they established where they got this weird cult thing. They're into where they wear these big fur outfits with weird looking masks. And they're all sitting around a bonfire and there's like rituals and sacrifices. And they show one lady in, in the first pilot episode upside down. She gets slit open. Blood falls on the snow. And they didn't make it clear, but I think they left it open to assumption. They gut her out, barbecue some of her flesh or whatever. And at one point, they bring it. One of the, the cult leaders brings it on a wooden slab, just chunks of meat. And they all start eating from it. Let me put that aside for a second. The one girl on the soccer team, they had a weak link. And all the girls were talking about how they, they thought she was a weak link. So the black girl on the team during the game decides to fuck her up so that they take her away from being in the Nationals because they think she'll be the reason they lose. She does some sort of move where she fucks the girl up so bad she has a compound fracture. And they show the bone sticking out the knee. All right? But then here's the part where I said, I'm out. Um, when the plane goes down and, you know, they cut to the wreckage. One girl's impaled. The, the the Part of the plane's on fire. It's about to blow up. One girl's trapped in a seat, says, help, help. The girl tries to help her. They can't. They got to leave because it's about to explode. So they get outside the plane and the coach of the team, the male coach, is laying on the ground and part of the wing is on top of his leg. So he's going, girls, get me help, help. They all come together, lift the wing, pull the coach out. The weight of the wing was so smashed into his leg, from the kneecap down, it was mashed potato. His leg was mush. So he has the one girl come over with an ax. Flop! She lops off that part of the leg, the blood splashes on her face. Here's why I said, I'm done. When they pull the coach out, the way his thigh separates from his knee, (laughs) I'm not watching this series. (laughs) I told y'all, I don't do blood and gore well, which is why I was saying about Halloween. It's, come on, man, it's unnecessary. And when they showed the bone out the knee, I w- first of all, the girl upside down slit, the eating of the flesh. I said, oh, OK, I'm going to have my hang on the meat because people say this is really good. And the previews are great. Strike one, the bone out the knee, strike fucking two. The mush of the leg. I'm not doing it, yo. I got to see it because I heard it was really good.
0: I haven't seen it, but. Like as soon as you told me when the the compound fracture, dude, and I said this on the podcast before, if I would have saw that and known that you were gonna watch it, I would have said call me after, and I would have said <laughs> after the because it's just so funny to me. I know that you can't watch that, Mm-mm. and I said this is what I said on the podcast before. Aries opened up, a, a, we ordered some wings. Aries opened up a wing, and there it is, and the wing is is the the one of the bones is sticking out of the skin of the wing. And Aries just shuts the box really quickly, turns the box around, looks at me, he goes, Will you, can you do me a favor? I said, what? And he opens up the box. He goes, take that wing, the one with the broken bone. Can you just take that out of my body? He
1: can't, can't even look at it to touch it. He would throw the whole thing away before he'd grab that wing. Let me tell you something, dude. I I, I have to be careful because I get so immediately fucked up over shit like this. I, I, try, I don't want to put myself in, Excuse me, positions where I can get in trouble. When I was watching this movie on the plane, the lady next to me—I did it twice. I and I'm and and I'm I, if I'm conscious of it, I go don't do it. But this shit fucks me up so bad. Twice I went, Jesus. <laughs> And she started looking at what I was looking at. And a couple of people looked around and I don't want to be the guy that caused the commotion to have them do an emergency landing and I leave the terminal in cuffs. But dude, I went, Jesus! (laughs) And I turned away and I just, I can't, man. I can't. Did you tell the lady what you were watching at least? No, she started watching, you know, she can't hear the sound. I got the headphones. But she started watching and was like, what the fuck? And I just, and I literally turned my head up to 11 o'clock. And when Jesus, and I just, oh, I can't do it, man. Was that, did you close it after that? Or was that done? Did you, you tried? The Jesus it? came during the, the bone compound fracture. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the second one was, I went, oh my God, was the mush of the leg. I turned it off after that. I'm not gonna watch this series, man. I'm out. I'm
0: out. I, I had to check it out, but I, I think that's. I if, if you would have t- if someone would have just said, they should put a, like a warning: compound fracture. That's all
1: you need, <laughs> I think, to be out. And dude, if you watch it, and I know that shit don't bother you. If you watch it, and you later like really watch at least the first season, and you get deeper. If you call me and tell me, yo, that was it. it the the rest is tame, or it's really worth watching. I'll get back on, but if unless you tell me something, I'm out, dude. I, listen, big dick shots to the camera and bones out. I don't do those. <laughs> Put your cock away. You know what I mean. You can't hit me unsuspectedly, unbeknownst with male cock meat and in the whole frame or broken bones. And I'm I'm not with it. I'm out. That's why I stopped watching that England that show gangs in London. And that's why I stop watching Yellow Jacket, nigga. That's why I draw the line. Cocks and Bones, don't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Um,
0: okay, now, that's funny to me. But I gotta, I gotta, uh, I'll check it out. Um, is that all you got on it? That's all I got. Just so you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to go like to butchery school. You couldn't be a butcher.
1: No, you. <laughs> No, no, no. When you go
0: to the to the to the market, right? And you get those cases with all the beef cut yes. up and everything, does that bother you when you see the bone in it?
1: No. Finished product. Show me finished product. Then you're okay. Yeah, but did the, the stages of the head still on, we slicing off body parts of the animal. To, like if I had to see, like they say, if you knew how a hot dog was made, if you if you saw from the moment the chickens with the fur and the beaks went from that to the finished product in the the plastic case that you buy out the the, the meat section of the grocery store, anything prior to that, I can't handle it.
0: So on Thanksgiving, if someone snapped off the turkey leg and you heard that sound, is that done? Let me tell you
1: why I don't eat turkey like that. No, to see that leg be pulled off that bird, no. Now I will eat a turkey leg from Universal Studios Because it's already pulled off. It looks finished. But the part where you on turkey Thanksgiving dinner, because you're the man at the house, you get the leg. Rip. Nah, son. When I eat turkey now, I I buy the butterball boneless turkey breast with the net around it. No bone. The tenderest meat ever. Nah, nah. Mm -mm. All right. Yeah.
0: What else you got in there? That's it. I'm oh, oh. um, at. Um, I was just recently informed. I should have been paying attention, but we have to go back and... And i got to ask if you will watch it. Cobra Kai.
1: I know that's back. Yeah. Nah. There was a dude on a plane next to me watching it. I, that show does nothing for me. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I know you and Neri like that shit. That shit don't do nothing it's, for it's, me. It's a
0: funny blast from the past. <sighs> the,
1: the, it's... Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, Action Park. Uh, we told y'all this was a great, great fucking uh, documentary. Uh, About something that could never happen today. Never happened again. I, and again, I called this, this, when it was around, the moment in time for what it was, the dangerous uh, grand opening, grand closing, Action Park. It was the Studio 54 of water parks. It was a moment in time. People died. It was a great time when it was. And it came and went. Um, there's this guy that they interview. His name is Chris Gethard. Um, last name is Gethard. First name is Chris. Uh, and he's not a porno guy? No. He's a real... Yeah, that's a real... geeky you,
0: looking. Don't you think, though, that you'd have... If your last name is Gethard, that you'd have to at least test out the waters to see if you could be a porno dude?
1: I don't know, but your dick better be huge. <laughs> your last name, your dick better be right, nigga. Uh Unless you can't be name. called Chris Gethard and have E D.
0: Unless your first name is small. Small Gethard. He's just a, he's that's just funny. a stunt dick. He just comes small, in. Small
1: Gethard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He just comes in, hits it real right. quick, walks out. Um, he says, uh, you know, that's the way we grew up. N- you know. Yeah. Safe? Nope. But that's how we grew up. So fuck you. Dude, the, again, I know y'all have heard us talk about the 80s. Some of y'all might even be sick of it. But again, if you grew up in that time, you know what we're talking about. It's where it tested your metal. It's where you were strong. They, they, at one point, I think Chris or somebody else said, you know, in the 80s, there were, we used to go to an abandoned uh, mental hospital. And we would dare each other who could go in there and at night and go through all the rooms and stay in there. One guy, other guy said, Yeah, man, we would take our bikes. And I remember doing this, ride across four towns over to go hang out with your friend. No social media. You didn't call you, he didn't know you were coming until you called him and said, Yo, I'm coming. You know, uh, we would stay at, at his house till night, come home at night. And your parents didn't even know where you were. They, they just knew you went outside. Mom, I'm going out. And you didn't come back till night. And they had no idea what you did all day. And I and I think, I forget the way he coined it. He, I, I, I know I have it written down. He said something to the extent of, uh, uh yeah, when the chick goes, uh, being an 80s kid meant we tried to die for fun. <laughs> like there's so much truth in that well you know i'm i'm a, I'm older than
0: you so right. i actually got the 70s and the 80s and the precursor cursor to that is evil knievel right and so every kid like when i was growing up every kid took their bike out and we took everything off the bike all the, the safety that, shit well there was no safety really shit on the bike but we took off the fenders we got our bike as light right. as we could right and we just rode as fast as we could over these ramps that we made out of tires and plywood and then we'd line up garbage cans and you'd see who could go the <laughs> right, furthest. Right. And you know, eventually someone found out they couldn't go that far. But you right. you know, there's broken bones. There's a whole bunch of shit right. that's happening and that. And we did it, we and I grew up in Arizona. We did it in the canals. We did it in the washes and uh my neighborhood was in a was at the I was it was when I was growing up in Tucson. The neighborhood was the areas of residential was expanding. My house though between my house and the air force base it was all desert and my parents just told me being when the lights when the lights street lights come mm-hmm. on we'd go out into the desert all day riding our bikes doing whatever we did finding dead animals finding live snakes doing whatever mm-hmm. it
1: was mm-hmm. no one said shit dude we used to steal plywood and certain materials from construction sites when they were shut down and drag the wood pieces in the woods and build forts. Yeah. Like, like, I I just and this is why I go to some people who go don't who don't get it, all of this adds up. It's all a process that when you have the mentality and you play like this, and you're rough and tough, you you skin your knee, you get the wind knocked out of you. It's building character it's building toughness so that when you become an adult yeah certain shit don't bother you like words feelings these kids today grow up so pussyfied this is the reason why everybody gets a ninth place trophy this is the reason why you can't say this and you can't say that oh these kids grow up with no metal right uh, you know
0: i can't advocate for some of the things that my dad, my, st- my, you know, he put me through. But like, I remember coming home crying because the dude across the street hit me, and he said, "What did you do?" Your dad said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. said, so I came home. You came home crying because you have only really you got two options. You can go and you can defend yourself. Go back over there and defend yourself, or I'm going to give you spanking. I'm going to spank you worse than he. He's going to hurt you. And I had him march back over across the street, hit him, right. get in a fight, still took a beating, but defended myself, never got fucked with by that guy
1: again. Right. And then came back home. Let me tell you what I used to do. When, if a kid wanted to fight me in my neighborhood that I grew up in, 303 Birchwood Court, North Brunswick Manor. And this is where, when I moved from New York to New Jersey, this is where I met all my friends in in, in North Brunswick. We all lived in this community. And there was this kid named Roberto Cartagena, him and his brother, Hector. And Hector went on to become a cop in, uh, uh, what's that part of New York? Starts with an R. You know what I'm talking about? It's not Rose. R- fuck. R- rock something. Rock, Not Rockefeller. Some part of New York that starts with an R. Um, but he, he was a cop out there. And I remember when I had to go perform out there. Uh, this is when I, he hit me up. On, at that time, MySpace. It was like, dude, I'm a cop. We hung out, whatever. But Roberto, uh, to this day, he's like getting away bodybuilding now. But I remember Roberto, he used to stutter. And I was fucking with him because he stuttered and he wanted to fight me. And he lived right around the corner from me, but where we were playing at the park was a little ways from my house. So I was backpedaling home as he was coming towards me because if I, I, you know, if I turned my back and I ran, I, I wanted to see what he was going to do. But anyway... I wanted to fight right in front of my house because my mother would come out. And my mother gave me strength. I felt brave around my mom. So we finally get towards my house. My mother hears the commotion. She comes outside. She's like, Ever, you better whip his ass. So we started fighting. I remember I had pinned him against the concrete steps that took you up to my door. And I headbutted him. And he split his the back of his head open from me headbutting him, and his head hitting the concrete. And there was just a small puddle of blood on them steps. I never watched them steps. That was the proudest I had ever been. I would have people come over and go, look, that's Roberto blood, right there. <laughs> I hit headbutt that motherfucker, yo. That's his blood. Like, I, you know, I don't know, man. The, the 80s was just a special time. Now, let me get to action part. Um, <laughs> Well but
0: it all leads to this because you couldn't have Action Park like you no, said you without couldn't. all this. You couldn't.
1: And and let me tell you something. They one of the things they talked about was uh there was no adult supervision. All the people that worked there were teenagers, uh big red flags, um and it would be a lot of fights. And they served beer and shit at the park. So you, you just had mayhem, and I and I wrote, dude. There was nothing more dangerous in the '80s than a white kid from Jersey with mullets, cut-off jeans, two socks up to the knees, and beer. And they talked about certain uh, some of the some of the I don't want to say rides. Rides is a water park, but yeah, some of the things you could do. One was called the Tarzan Swing, where you would swing. And then drop off into Arctic cold water. And a lot of the kids would go into shock. And (laughs) (laughs) the guy goes, and you know, there were a lot of kids who would get up on the swing. And when they would swing out, of course, the minute they released the bar, they would pull their pants down, show their dick and their nuts. (laughs) They would moon you. Some people put the fucking finger up. And if you didn't do anything cool, uh, they, they would heckle you. Fucking pussy. Yeah, you fucking fag. And I went, now again, as an adult, as a sensible adult, you don't promote any of this. But this is teenage shit. This is kid shit. And again, that's why I'm saying to be heckled, called a pussy, a fag, because you didn't whip your dick out on the release of the swing. It was just, to me, that's funny to me. It just, it, it, it just, it made you. I don't see the harm in it. Even as an adult, kids are going to be kids anyway. They're going to do what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's no harm in it. But see, this is where the two sides come together. There's no harm in it, but the, the war choice, it, you know, I, I, I get it. And I'm not saying that I didn't understand it back then and I didn't partake in it back then. Right. I did. But to to grow <laughs> as a human it would be nice if you didn't do something that demeaned someone else's lifestyle. So calling someone a fag because they didn't do something that was considered to be cool demeans those people. So I understand maybe we could have both. Maybe people could call someone a name that wasn't about some about, about a different lifestyle. And you could make fun of them at the same time and we could get somewhere. I, wish, I would go for that society <laughs> if we could have that one what's, today.
1: What's a kinder, gentler name to call someone? I don't know, man. And, and I'm not even saying let's go for the facts. thing. Weak ass,
0: weak ass. I don't know. Weak ass don't have the same panache to it. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that we got a pussy. Use, pussy has a punch to p- it. Pussy is. It, I'm. I'm not going to lie. That's that's a good one. And and we can apparently use it somewhat today. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I, I get. I, I get. We did all that. Right. I also get that we uh, we we made other people uncomfortable who weren't comfortable saying who they were. Right. So today it would be nice as we grow, if people were able to to let out their inner teen and go ahead and put themselves in, in, in doing some fun things. I mean, I've got, I, I know, I don't want my kids to get hurt and die. I don't, I never have. Obviously that's not anything I want. I don't want them to do some of the dumb things I did. But man, you, what you're saying is so true. There's just something to extending what you you know, taking yourself out of your 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 comfortability, right? Because if you stay comfortable all the time, you don't challenge yourself, and you need that. I don't. I, you
1: know what? Listen. Yes, anything that you know, you don't want your kid to be severely hurt or certainly die. Uh, but you should be able to take a little bit of a pounding. You should have the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. It also makes you cautious and maybe smart a little bit,
0: yeah. Because that's how you know when enough is enough. When you win, but you you don't know when enough is enough until you cross that line. Then you go, well, I'm not going to go past that line right. again. That's that's kind of the, I mean, we're we're in a very. Like, let's go. Let's go back to let's go back to the to the documentary.
1: Like 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 they one of the first rides they talked about, and I and I got to bring up the, the the guy the brainchild Eugene Mulvihill. Um, before I ask this question, and I think it kind of answers itself, one of the first rides that they that they did, and in describing Eugene, he didn't want to pay, he didn't want to put the right people in the right positions to do the right thing to make sure that the park was run the right way. He took a lot of shortcuts. One of the rides, uh, the Cannonball Loop, was basically you go down in a, you go down this tube. It does a complete circle, which would put you upside down and shoot you out the other end. He didn't have the right padding. He didn't have the right engineers. So at first they said he was throwing test dummies, whole body test dummies down the tube and they would come out dismembered. The heads were off. That should have been a warning sign that we need to make sure this is right. But then his second, when he decided it was time for the human phase of it. He would offer these kids 100 bucks to go down this tube. And you know, as a teenager, 13, 14, that's a lot of money. 100 bucks in the 80s? In the 80s, a lot of money. I remember we used to go, like I said, ride our bikes from the manor to Nino's Pizza. If we had 20 bucks, 20 bucks in the 80s could get you a whole pie. And we'd get a pie, a thing of sodas, have enough left over to go to 7 Eleven and get candy. So the kids would do it. And when they would come out on the other end, abrasions, bruises, a uh, couple teeth stuck in the padding because when they would do the loop, gravity took over <laughs> and they would slam down on the tube and lose teeth. And it made me go um, ask this question B- because Eugene did this with most of the, of the rides. Yeah. They didn't have engineers really. They didn't have, ha- they, they had, they had guys and I like how they describe it. They had guys who Disneyland and Orlando had rejected. Right. And wouldn't touch. And they would come up with these crazy rides and they said, Eugene would not only approve them, but halfway through the construction, he would make changes. So these are just unqualified people putting together shit that could fuck you up.
0: Yep. Because but there wasn't engineers. Yeah, they had him at Disney, but engineers for water parks, water parks are still new. They've they right. been built. So he's dreaming all this shit up out of his head. Right. This isn't and and like you said, testing it with dummies, not doing mathematical equations to figure out right. how this is gonna work.
1: But even still though. For the, for the water park, you still could hire the right people. You could. You could you could hire yeah. the right people. And the, the right
0: people to build it the right, the correct way. Um, but isn't that the ride where they said people were starting to complain because they were coming out and they were getting scratches? That off? was a different ride. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that, that was a
1: different ride. They, that was a different ride where, yeah, you would go through and a couple of pieces of the inside of the tunnel that you would travel in because of the way it was constructed would have jagged edges that people would scrape themselves on. But wasn't it, they found out later, it was teeth? That they were scratching,
0: they were scraping themselves on
1: the teeth was the cannonball. Oh, loop. the cannonball. But yeah. that's when the when they also said that they had to tear that apart because people were getting yes, right, right, right. There was a there was a, a hatch door on the top of the loop. <laughs> that they had to because people, when they would go through the circle, would slam down and wouldn't come out. They'd get stuck. So they had to bring them out. Um they, do you know it's so scary because it was like this thing was open before it was tested properly.
0: Well, it didn't stay open. It was never It stayed
1: open. Yeah. Um so my question to you is this, uh cuz they even said um he wouldn't take out real insurance. He formed a fake insurance company right. just to avoid to have just to avoid having to pay for the accidents. Um Was Eugene Mulvihill just an awful piece of shit? Because my question is and I know that in the business world People sometimes want to take shortcuts. They want to spend as little as possible and get the most for that little bit of money spent. Can't you spend the necessary money, even if it hits your wallets hard, with the belief that the better the product, you're going to get all that back? Yeah. Why why are you taking shortcuts? But uh, for
0: whatever reason, and again, back then, you know, and in the 80s, it had already started to turn this way. But remember, and this is a long time ago, lawyers didn't advertise on TV. They didn't advertise on billboards. You know, you, you didn't sue someone because you fell down and because you were walking on up to their house and you slipped. You didn't sue them. He was from that time. And, you know, he just he was just trying to get away with what he was getting away with. He, he I, I'm not. I, I feel bad for the people that did get hurt there, obviously. But when you say was he a bad person, I think he was uh, misguided. Definitely. Uh, I, I, when someone eventually dies at your water park, I think you could right. say you're a bad person. But hundreds of thousands of people had a good time there, and they would they would probably say, no, he brought something here that no one else would have done without right. w- without it. But at the end of the day, to the people that are hurt, yeah, he was a bad person. He, didn't take, he should have taken care of the people
1: that got hurt there. Dude, uh, one of the things that scared the shit out of me was they, they talked about the one slide that they had where you would slide down, and if you got enough momentum, you would float in the air for a second before you hit the next level of slide as you worked your way down from the top of the mountain down. And the guy goes, yeah, but there was this one kid. I don't know how he did it. He got so much momentum that when he jumped in the air, he stayed there and he overshot the landing and he hit the ground and had to be airlifted yeah. to the hospital. Wow. But they to, to, to be suspended in air where you have no control, control. and you and, and, and you see yourself going, I'm passing the landing zone.
0: Woof. Well, yeah, because they weren't ever tested. They didn't, like no engineers. If someone was too light and they could, right. but heavy enough to build up speed, right. which was his case, right? Yeah, you're gonna you're going sailing. sailing, <laughs> but they. Uh, how about the the what was the, the the ride that they made? He made a ride and it wasn't a water. It wasn't water. It was that cement structure that kind of weaved all throughout. The, oh,
1: that was the not uh, go karts, but like a cart. Yeah, like yeah, a, like a cart. Um, and let me see.
0: someone fucked themselves up on that.
1: No, someone. Died. That's the one they died. That's a kid that died. died. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. The Alpine slide, um, because it was like, yeah, it was like a the luge, yeah, almost like a luge, but it was fiberglass and concrete, yeah. So with they rocks they, all on, rocks the side on the because side, because they didn't clear the mountain path, right? And they said that uh, <clears throat> with the speeds you were going, if you didn't adjust your body weight or hit that brake at the right time you go flying off the fucking uh the, the the slide and skid on concrete and then they said they would take you to that infirmary where they sprayed you with a with a mixture of iodine and alcohol and they had a circle on the floor and they said they would give you a souvenir if when they sprayed you you stayed in that circle what the fuck like like Hire the right people, for God's sakes. Even if you mean well, you got to know. Just hire the right people. But,
0: yes, but the, they're now going to the parents, and this is where you talked about in the 80s what our, how our parents just let us run wild. Right. This is on the news that people have died at this park, or that people have gotten injured, the people have gotten hurt, and the parents are still loading up the car and going to Action
1: Park. Well, that's the thought of, if, if it didn't happen to me, yeah, then it doesn't happen.
0: Because I called my girl. Well, I mean, my girl and I watched this uh, together, right. and she said that she had been there. Her and her brother had went there, but when they were when they were younger, so they weren't right. going on the really crazy, crazy right. rides. Uh, but I called everyone I knew from that I knew from Jersey at that time and Action Park, and they're like, "Yeah, man, that was the."
1: Let me tell you, man. And I would imagine from the mentality of a teenager, of a kid who wants to have fun. It's summertime. Your choices are either Action Park or stay at home. And and you know, like Studio 54, when someplace is the buzz, you don't want to be left out. So even if you heard the stories, I think your first belief is hey, ain't gonna happen to me. And then how could you not? Your friends are going, it's being talked about, you're seeing the commercials on TV. You don't want to be left out of that. No, you gotta go. And and then i and then what looked so cool was. Again, at that time, there was nothing like it. Dude, I'm like, yo, you could get in your own speed go-karts. You could get in a boat, nigga. A speed boat. To this day, I don't think there's a, a, a water park where you can ride your own speedboat. And they said, yo, yeah, the cars, people would figure out a way how to unlock or... Uh,
0: take off the governor, the, the speed control. The
1: speed control. And you're going 60 miles an hour. In a fucking go-kart. You know, the one lady said, in the fucking, the speed boats, one kid, when it was time, you got three laps around. When the one kid would dock the boat, this other kid was going so fast, he didn't even try to stop. His boat jumped on top of the other guy's boat, and the one kid who was underneath the boat had his head mushed down, and she thought he was decapitated by the propeller. Mayhem. The fucking, the one, another cool ride was the one where you could ride in your own tank and shoot tennis balls and they said the one kid would put gasoline on his tennis balls and shoot fireballs out of the tank. Who is watching these motherfuckers, man? Where do you get gasoline from to do that?
0: They did kick people out of the park. They did try, but I'm I'm not I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying they did. That's why they're that's why there's all these rules and regulations now, because of stuff like this. Where do you get gasoline to douse your tennis, ball, tennis balls? Dude, these uh these especially these South Jersey kids. <laughs> South South Jersey, people don't understand. There's Jersey's a big city, I mean, a big yeah. state, big state. And there's a lot of different
1: areas in right. Jersey. Nah, man. That's what I'm telling you, man. Them white boys with them mullets <laughs> and them cut-off jeans with beer. Them was some of the most dangerous motherfuckers in the tri-state area. Um it was cannonball loop. Oh, no, no, no. I the cannonball loop. Uh, yeah, the, the ski lift that they would take you on to get to the top of the alpine slide so you could slide down. I wonder why these geniuses, they would give you your slide on the ski lift with you to take up and come down. And they said that people, South Jersey, would purposely knock their... Uh, Slides off the ski lift so that it could fall and hit the the, the sliders underneath (laughs) that were going, that would get hit with the rod. I'm going, why not just hold the slides till you get to the top Top. and give them to you? Like they gave kids control that they should never have. That's too much responsibility for a teenager.
0: Would have you gone if you'd known about Action Park?
1: Yes. Yeah, dude. Would have
0: you dropped one of those ski slide poles on someone walking? No, up?
1: I wouldn't have dared done nothing like that. My mother would have murdered me if I got okay. in trouble for some shit like that. But I, I, again, this is what was so dangerous about that park. Until it happened to you, you didn't care about that. Yeah. So I would have went, but then if it would have happened to me, I, I wouldn't have went a second time. Like, you know, they, they were talking about that one thing where people would jump off the side of the rock and into the water And there was no supervisor to tell the people that were in the the water, okay, move out of the way. So some people would just chill in the spot they were in. Motherfucker, jump off the top of the cliff and land on top of you.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Some of this stuff, like with the trampoline parks that are all over the place now, a lot of stuff like that goes wrong, though, trampoline parks here. The the first one that opened up in Arizona by by where my kids were going to school, Uh, this dude, I guess, He's out there with a bunch of people. They're all playing. Everybody's having a good time. Right. He does this jump and this flip, and for whatever size his his weight, the speed that he was able to get, his height, the foam pit that he did the flip into mm-hmm. wasn't de- deep enough, and he and he hit his head, and it actually, I think, I don't know if it paraly- I think it paralyzed him, and uh, he he died there because he wasn't able to get out, and no one, no one really knew what happened because everybody's playing, and he's underneath this uh, right. The foam pieces. And so it still happens. I mean, it's not like all the precautions we take and everything that happens now, it it doesn't go away. And there's people monitoring that place, but he was under the foam.
1: Dude, I went to a water park one time uh, at Six Flags, uh, Valencia. When you go out to Valencia, California, they have the Six Flags, and then you have the water park next door. I'd never been to a water park. Uh, But I went and it's one of the coolest, most fun things to do. Uh, And they had a wave pool just like Action Park had a wave pool. And finally, I think what was Action Park's demise was four people died in the wave pool consecutively. And I don't know if you've ever done a wave pool, but there's the shallow end. And of course, there's the very deep end. But when they do the thing where they cause the waves and they were like at Action Park, uh, uh, Eugene Mulvihill's son said that a kid would ask him, hey, how deep is this water? And as he goes to explain to him, kid just jumps in. And and they used to put bands on people uh, called CFS, can't fucking swim. Uh, that means you had to be rescued more than once. So people were getting these wave pools. They go, when that wave pool is at the height of its action in the deep end, I've seen, the guy goes, I've seen family members pull each other down because they couldn't handle the wave and you start panicking and you start pulling whoever's next to you down so that you don't drown. That is a death pool. And I'm going, how do adults, how did they not have adults there where if you couldn't swim, yo, you weren't allowed in there. Yeah, No, no you, you shouldn't have been allowed in any of
0: the pools if you can't swim. That's what the kiddie pools, is right. for. Yeah,
1: man. It's a, uh,
0: but, uh, the, the documentary gives you a little bit more in why it was there, how it was there. Man, it, it was... I saw that. I, I watched that thing twice because I, I right. when I saw that, I was like, this, this is crazy.
1: <laughs> they, they had the one kayak experience uh, and they had electrical fans that would make the water do what it needed to do so you could ride the kayak. And I'm going, hmm. Water, electricity, electricity. what could go wrong? And of course, someone died. Um, And I I found it interesting, even when they said that Eugene Mulvihill, I forget the guy's name, who worked on Wall Street, who would finance his projects. But at one point, he was hoping that Donald Trump would get involved. And Donald checked it out and went, nah. And it was like, for Donald Trump to turn you down, with, with something that could be profitable that you know is a bad sign. And I'm just going, dude, if that guy, Eugene Overhill did it right, didn't cut corners, it did, and could get a Donald Trump to back it, that thing would probably still be around today and be the biggest attraction in the world in terms of nothing's going to be Disneyland. Disneyland is the bully on the block. But Joe, yo, you gave it a run for its money.
0: But Disneyland also, that being said, has the safer of all the rides. It's the it's the But it didn't seem as exciting. No, no.
1: And I I'm I'm, I'm I'm thinking if, if Eugene Moldville played his cards right, when I say Action Park could have been so huge to the point where it was like, no, not just people from Jersey, people are flying in from all, all over. over the world yeah. to go there because it's like, dude, tanks that shoot tennis balls, speedboats, go-karts, yeah, if I knew about it, I would have wanted, yeah. wanted to have gone. And the money and the revenue, it could have bought that little Jersey town. Yeah. So I just, you know, don't cut corners, kids. In the long run, do the right thing. It's like you got to spend money to make money. But if you spend the right money, you're going to get back 10 times what you invest. That's the 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 ideology. That's the, you know. Yeah,
0: but that wasn't the 80s, man. That wasn't the 80s. <sighs> Woo! <laughs> so if your kid came to you and said they wanted to go to a water park, you send them to the water park.
1: If I, if as an adult, I'm hearing what I'm hearing, hell no. Or, or I got to go with them to supervise, but on their own, hell no.
0: Now I, I, I wouldn't let my kids go there. I wouldn't, I'd be so nervous the
1: whole day if they went there. Are you kidding me? Oh, hell no. That's it. That's the show. Um, while I pull this up any announcements. Uh, just where we're gonna be. Well, next week we're going to be in GS Giannis Akotempo uh territory. I do not know how to say his last name. Giannis. No, no, but the last name. No, I just said Giannis. Oh, Giannis. You just said Giannis. <laughs>
0: yeah, we he he's he's Prince. He's Madonna. He's
1: he's <laughs> Giannis. He's
0: Giannis. Um we're going to be at that Milwaukee Improv. Brand new Improv. Out First there. time. Yep. Excited. We'll be out through the 13th through the 16th. And uh, following that week, we'll be at the Cleveland Improv. Aries, do you need anything? Uh, the 21st <laughs> through the 23rd. Oh, boy. And uh, then on the 28th and 29th, Aries will be at the Denver Improv. And I will be back at Helium in the garage, uh, working out my hour for this album recording we're doing. So... Um, <laughs> come check me out over there. Tickets are cheap. If you're listening to our podcast and you want to get some tickets, uh, I probably can hook you up. So let me know. Um,
1: you got anything? No. Um, as always, uh, Patreon Spearsburg Pod, Twitter Spearsburg Pod, Instagram Spearsburg Pod, YouTube Spearsburg Pod, MySpace uh, Spearsburg Pod. We ain't on MySpace. Is MySpace even around?
0: Yeah, it's still it still exists. A lot of music people use it. And we do have a... Do we really? Yeah. Oh shit! My bad. We we I don't think we use it. I think we just got it so no one else can fuck with it and make us look even okay more fucked up than we did. <laughs>
1: uh, is that it? Yeah,
0: I think that's it. I, I'll give you I'll give other show dates later.
1: All right. Uh, Mike James Music LLC, Facebook, M I C K J A M E S Music, Twitter at me. Mike James, M-E-M-I-C-K-J-A-M-E-S, Instagram, M-I-C-K-J-A-M-E-S, 419. I do not know the name of this track, uh, but uh, hear it be, enjoy. Is you a singer? Yes, I is.
2: I do this for my city and streets uh-huh. I'm the head of the table, everybody gon' eat I'm a king head. I'm sharper than a two-way sword. Uh-huh. and penetrating my body and all uh-huh. i I'm, uh-huh. I'm a king i a got the full on lock Not in it for competition, never lost my spot uh-huh. I'm, a king. I'm a king, I do what I must do uh-huh. We can do it whenever, however uh-huh. you want to uh-huh. I'm a king. Let me reintroduce myself, my name Nick. Big dog from a pup, no more kibbles and bits. And since I got your attention, now let me tell you something. Y'all boys doing donuts while I'm out here ducking. You like my style, you like my story, you like the way I talk. You got the love the kid, especially since I'm from the north. I be joking with that pole in my cup. I'm a brand like Folgers. I'm the best part of waking up. I'm a singer, turn rapper, plus I make beats. Ain't too many around here that can touch me. Switch it up, refrigerator the heater. I do this for Lil Rock, Niranda, and Dick Jeter. What? I'm Mick James. Don't act like you don't know my name. Ain't nothing changed but my paper, man. I'm still the same. What I bring to the table is a whole feast. Call them boys left for supper, cuz it's time to I'm eat. a I'm a I do this for my city streets. I'm the head of the table. Everybody, Everybody eat. got it. Everybody got a gang. I'm sharper than a two-way sword. Uh-huh. Pissing pen and penetrating. My body, and all, cause yeah. I'm a king, I got phone on the lot Not in it for competition, never lost my spot I'm a, king. I'm a king, I do what I must do We can do it whenever, however you want to Cause I'm a king In the yo is where you find me Cooking when cooking
0: Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button podcast. For more information on where to find us on the Internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. Just because
2: you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me
1: do you think you're being kind of hard on the guy?
2: You go fuck yourself,
0: convict!